0: and worked a hard day, and he gets home, and he just wants to go relax, watch some television. You know, it's been a hard day. But right when he gets to the door, his wife is on him and help this and do that. And, blah, 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 blah. and so as he climbed to bed that night, he was just annoyed. He's like, I wish she knew how hard my life was. So she, he said to God, just have us trade places for one day so she can know how hard my life is. Sure enough, in the morning, wakes up, and uh, they had a freaky Friday moment, he was his wife. But his alarm had gone up an hour earlier than he thought because this is what time the wife has to get up. He gets up and drags himself downstairs, starts getting breakfast going. Got to get the baby, change the baby, get the baby, feed the baby. Kids come down, got the breakfast for the kids, feed the kids. The husband got to sleep an extra hour. He comes down, but he's going to watch a little bit of the news and kind of what's going on in the day. Get the kids all the teeth brushed, get all the stuff packed. Now I got to take the kids off to, to school, drop the kids off at three different schools. Boom, get home, get the baby, change the baby. Got to change the baby again, get the baby changed. A uh, little playtime with the baby, put the, get the baby lunch, put the baby down for a nap. I can finally get ready for my day. So he starts to put a little makeup on, finds out that's a whole lot more harder than it needed to be, right? Couldn't make himself pretty if he wanted to, right? Now, baby's up, change the baby, right? Now I got to a grocery shop and go get some groceries, for make dinner that night, get home, start, oh, now it's time to go pick up the kids from school, go pick up the kids, three different schools, come on home, get the kids going on the homework, get the dinner, start going, change the baby. Kids got to go down to soccer practice, got to go down to baseball and dance, drop the kids off, get back home, finish up making of the dinner. Husband had a long day, get home, go watch television, enjoy your time. And so... Go pick up the kids, get the kids, right? Get the dinner on the table, everybody eats it. Like, just, boom, gone like a lion's eating a zebra. It's gone, off they go, clean up the dishes, change the baby, give the baby a bath, put the baby to bed, get the kids for the homework, read them a story, put them into bed. And finally, he, he's, just, he's, just, he's just so tired, he crawls into bed, right? Uh, but of course, now the spouse is in the mood, so it's fine. Too tired to fight it, just have your way at it. Just uh, tell me when you're done, right? It was just I'm exhausted, right? My gosh. So, just crashes, goes to sleep, wakes up in the morning says, God, I was so wrong. I, please, please, I just want to change back. God says, yeah, sure, I can do that. Problem is, last night you got pregnant, so it's going to be nine more months. Happy Mama's Day to your moms out there. You moms do so much. Amen. And I'm going to do another pandering hand hand clap, but it's all right. Can we clap hard for all the moms in our life and all that they do day after day? I pulled Holly aside as one of the best moms in the world. She creates such an atmosphere. Gave her a little kiss on the forehead. I said, Mother's Day is tomorrow, honey. I said, and that's why I think that you should probably get all your chores done today so you can enjoy tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make a special for her. I hate for having to do lawn work today. That would be very hard on her. My mom is, uh, she's incredible, been a great mom. Very smart. Uh, her IQ's tested, like very, very, like 130-something. She very, but she has blonde moments, and, I, and, she's, <laughs> and she's always made life so fun with these moments. So we uh, I picked her up Thursday, take her out for a Mother's Day lunch, and she want, she's excited. She wants to take me to this brand-new place. It's Mother's Day, you pick wherever you want to go. Brand-new place. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, uh, where, where, where are we going? Right she goes you know we're going to this Los Angeles country club place I'm like all right fine I go uh, do I need to put in the GPS she goes no, no no I know I know how to get there I go okay so I'm pulling out of her place and I can only go left or right right I'll, and I and so I go which direction and she and she just pointed straight ahead and I go mom we're, this is not Magellan like I can't just drive like straight like I need to know like left or right and so I'm waiting there and she gets her phone out and I'm like what are you doing she goes I'll put it in my GPS and I said well You said you knew where it's at. She goes, I know exactly where it's at. I just don't know where to turn. Isn't turning the key part of knowing where something is, how to get to someplace? Like, that's a key part. And I thought it went so uh, along with our series called U-Turn. You know, we all know where we want to go. But we don't really know oftentimes the turns that it takes to get there. Right? We don't know. The term. Like everybody, everybody in this room, like if you're married, you want to have a great marriage. If you have kids, you want to raise up great, successful, God-loving children. It, you want to have happiness. You want to have joy. You want to have peace. You don't want to be stressed out. We have a long list of what we want and the destination that we want for our life. Yet, many Christians in different areas don't know how to get there. They didn't have a good example. They grew up in a, in a home full of depression, and now they're trying to find happiness. They grow, grew up in a, a home where marriage was always broken and went from divorce, so they don't know how to have a great marriage. But what's great is the Bible says to you and I that God's word is a light unto our feet. And to put it in today's word, it's your GPS. That's what the word of God is. It tells you turn by turn by turn how to have a great life. If i apply this to my life, I'll end up in a good place. I'll end up in a good life. And so we've got to learn in this to follow the word of God through the different seasons of our life. If I want a kingdom life, how many people know I need to apply kingdom principles to my life? Come on, somebody out there. It's different than the world principles. But it brings us a great life. Today I'm mixing a couple series. We're doing the U-turn series. But also every Mother's Day, I usually do conversation with the greats where I'll take uh, so, some people from the Bible some women from the Bible and we we'll have a conversation with them and get some advice and what advice they would give to you and I based on our life. And so we mix the two together because these are great women who in a moment's notice did a U-turn. They turned their life around in a second and it made all of the difference. And if you're listening to this and you maybe be somewhere in the world today, maybe you're in the sanctuary, maybe in the foyer wherever this might and you have some bad things in your past. You've made some big mistakes. You've got some skeletons in your closet. Or maybe it wasn't things that you did. Maybe some bad things happened to you. Maybe it was things that were out of your control. It would have been an abuse. It could have been uh, somebody broke your heart. Somebody left. Somebody that was supposed to be there for you wasn't there for you. And we, we have these things that are in our past. And if we allow them to, they'll shackle us and hold us back from the future that God has from us. That's the devil's plan, is for you to believe that your past dictates what your future will be. But God says something different. He says what's behind you should never stop you from what's up ahead of you. That God's got bigger things. And so we're going to look at these three women's lives, and we should be able to see parts of our own life. right, That that we could do a U-turn. That we could do a change. And it's that one U-turn that can make all of the difference. Our scripture for today is going to be in 2 Corinthians Uh It's going to be in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ I'm in anyone, I'm saved You are a new creation All things, somebody say all. all So not some things, not just the good things Not just the good decisions All the things have passed away Behold, all, there it is again Things have become new Who I was doesn't matter anymore when I got saved because now I'm a new creation. I've got new things up ahead of me behind me might have been broken but in the newness God has put me back together the old way could have been stressed and worry and anxious but the new Scotty has got the peace of the Lord that is guiding his life the old way wasn't going anywhere What the old way the world was against me but the new way that which is born of God overcomes the world I used to not be able to do the impossible but now I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me It's a different Scotty. You're a a, you, I'm a Scotty 2.0 is what I am. Come on, you ever get that update? You get saved, you get the update. And with the update, everything's supposed to work better. But how many people know if you don't update and you just keep using the old way? I'm just telling you, the program, you ever been trying to click on a program and it just won't open? And then nowadays you have to go, oh, okay, I need an update. You go to the app store and you update it, right? You ever been in a part of your life and it just won't work? It just ain't working. Why my relationship ain't working? It's because you were stuck in the old you, and you have not updated to the new you. This new you in Christ Jesus. I uh, the house that we bought a year ago came with a really cool kind of uh, alarm system in it. This thing will, you can lock and unlock doors from your phone. I can change the, the temperature in the AC units throughout the house on um, my phone. It, it tells you door open. I'm like, well, I, I can look at the doors right there. Like, I don't need you to tell me that, but it's fine. I'll take it, right? It's fun. And so, right? It, and so it's, pre, it's pretty cool. Now, when we signed up for this, the old owner had like six months credit for whatever reason uh, from a billing issue credit. And so when I was working with the alarm company, we kind of came to the decision, don't create a new account. Let's just uh, change the stuff to me on this account, right? And so I got my password and got all my information on there and just kept the same account. So one of my AC units uh, wasn't working on the phone a couple weeks ago, so I went over to the hub and I was monkeying around with it, and I, and I set off the alarm. No big deal. So I got to get my phone on. I'm waiting for the phone call because I don't want the police to show up. So I wait for the phone call, and Chris from the alarm company gets on, and he says, what's your passcode? And so I gave the passcode, and he goes, Yep. He goes, all right, now i got a couple security questions for you. They I go, well, I we already gave you my password. Why do I have to do security questions? He goes, we're safe, so you don't have to be. And I thought, that's a horrible tagline. Like, you're safe, so I don't have to be safe? That's like Michelob saying, we're drunk, so you don't have to get drunk. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's a horrible... So I just go, oh, oh, okay. So he goes, all right, here's the first question. Question number one, what's your favorite movie? which is easy for me. It's been my favorite movie for three decades. It's Braveheart. Always has been, always will be. It's Braveheart. Very simple. Nothing close, right? It is the best movie for me. So I said, Braveheart. And he goes, uh, like, I, like we're on some sort of game show. <laughs> he goes, nope, that's not it. I go, well, no, it is. It. It's my favorite movie. He goes, that's not your favorite movie. I go, hi, no, I know what my favorite, how would you tell me what my favorite movie is? I know exactly what my favorite movie is. My favorite movie is Braveheart. He said, no, no, let me give you some hints. And I thought, You're giving a potential criminal hints on the breaking of my house. So I said, fine. I said, yeah, okay, give me some hints. He goes, it's a gangster movie. And so I'm like, gangster movie? What gangster movie? I don't think it. I said, well, maybe John Wick. Like I I'm like, oh, that's got gangsters in it. Maybe and I like that I mean maybe number two or number three for me. I go, John Wick? He goes, No, it's much older. Much oh, older. I'm thinking I go, untouchables? He goes, nope, not untou- untouchables. So I'm trying to think of gangster movies. Right? I go, Casino. He goes, no, it's not Casino. Like he, he was annoyed at me. Like, I, like, <laughs> like we're, we're playing some sort of game show here. So I go, so I'm thinking. And I know what movie I want to think of. It. I was like, okay, it was kind of my favorite movie before Braveheart, right before it. Uh, but I couldn't think of the name. And then I knew who was in it, but I couldn't think of the character. I do this, like with Holly. And I'm like, and I, it's almost like I have to take steps To get to the answers. So I go to him. I go okay. uh, This guy was in Lethal Weapon 2. He wasn't the bad guy. Kind of bad. But he was the funny short guy. And he goes. And I go. He was in Home Alone. He goes Joe Pesci. I go Joe Pesci. Yes. Joe Pesci was was in this movie. It was a gangster movie. He goes Goodfellas. And I go yes Goodfellas. He goes. eh, No wrong. And I'm like well. (laughs) I go. "Uh, He goes. Okay. Here it is. Uh, Marlon Brando is in it. Oh, Marlon Brando, I said, I don't think I like any movie. Marlon, like I, did. I go, and I go, The Godfather, which I don't even care for. And he goes, Ding, 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 you got it. And I go, How? So my mind is trying to, he goes, All right, question number two. But my mind goes, Oh, I know what happened. We didn't update the security questions. This is the old owner's security questions. We didn't change these last time. He goes, All right, who was your second grade teacher? And I go, Okay, real quickly, I want you to know, these aren't my questions. This is the old owner's questions. I go, I'll never be able to guess the second grade teacher. He goes, yeah, you can get it. I go, you can give me a phone book and a thousand guesses. How would I ever guess their second grade teacher? He goes, who's your second grade teacher? I go, Mrs. Duff. He goes, eh. I go, no, I know it wasn't his second grade teacher. We don't have the same second grade teacher. He goes, you know what? I'll help you. We'll get it. I'm like, what kind of security is this? He goes, all right, so uh, another movie. Uh, yeah, Kevin Costner was in it. Sometimes I think Kevin Costner's my, my, my second grade teacher. I go, was it my Native American uh, uh, second grade teacher? Mr. Dances with Wolves? He goes, no, not Dances with. Uh, he goes, it was a sporting movie. I go, Mrs. Tin Cup. He goes, not Mrs. Tin Cup. He goes, a baseball movie. I go, Mrs. Fields from Field of Dreams. I don't know. I'm like just guessing here with him. He goes, no, uh, older movie. So I'm thinking of an older movie, Kevin Costner right, and by now they could have taken everything in my house, right, this is what's awesome about this I'd have nothing left by now right, and you guys are like, oh we could break into Pastor Scott's, eye. yeah you could get it all with my security system, right, and so I go was it Bull Durham, he goes ding ding ding, Mr. Dunham I go, that's not even Durham, we're not even close here, he goes, you got it sir, and we're all safe and sound, and he goes, you sleep tonight safe knowing we're watching, I go, no I'm not going to sleep good I wish you were watching. How many people know that many Christians out there, they got the newness yet they kept the old security questions from the old way. And because of that it makes a big mess in their life. It's time to get the new creation working for you. We're going to go through uh, three women today who, you know, they talk about uh, past and talk about mistakes. Right? One was a prostitute, one was an adulterer, and one's family line goes from uh, the worst people the world has ever known, uh, birth out of incest. And each and every one of them, in a moment's notice, made a U-turn, and it made a significant difference in their future. All three of these women are in the lineage of Jesus Christ. When you think about that, that's a pretty big deal. Like when God was kind of choosing... Who would be in the line, the bloodline of Jesus? Like, that's kind of a big deal, right? Especially in some places in the world today, bloodline means a lot. It means who you can marry, who you can do, what you can do, what you can have, your, your access in society, and it was even bigger back then. Right? Even when I picked out my dog, the bloodline was very important. we got to look at the bloodline and see the champions are in there. And wouldn't you think that if God was... If you and I were picking, right? If we were putting together who was going to be in the bloodline of our child... We would have a list of champions in there, wouldn't we? We'd have the smartest and the strongest. Like we would have, right? You would think God would be like, all right, I want them to have super cool, amazing hair, and so we're going to have, right? Tom Cruise blood. Light. Like we're going to have some, right? We're going to have, right, have the super cool smile, and I want to make sure that has a cool Superman chin on on, on Jesus, and we want to make sure that Jesus is five foot three, maybe five foot four. We want Jesus to be the perfect height. Right you don't, you want you want a 5 foot Jesus right that's what you want right he he put all this stuff in the you would think in the bloodline because we look at the outside to determine what somebody can have and what somebody can do but God looks at the inside and He sees greatness on the inside of you. We look at the past and we look where people have been and what people have been through to determine what they can have. And God says, No, the past is in the past. What I can do through you. He likes to take the broken. How many people know that the ones that the world throws away are the ones that God likes to use? The ones that the world says you are discarded and you are good for nothing is the one that God says you are great for anything that I put in your hands. Come on, somebody. If anybody's like me and never been discarded, you got to celebrate this, right? And so God's looking through this. See, even man, when Samuel, the great prophet, went to look for a king, as he's going through the sun, he's like, this is a good, handsome, tall one. This is a great one with a great personality. And God said to Samuel, he says, you look at the outside, but I look at the inside. David was a small, ruddy man. I love David, right? He was right, but God says it's not what's on the outside that matters, it's what's on the inside. And so when God picked the successors or the ones that are in the bloodline, it's interesting that he would possibly pick Rahab, who isn't even an Israelite. Well, it wasn't even the the right blood to be an Israelite, right? It was from Jericho and was a prostitute. The, God would pick Bathsheba, right? That he would, pick, he would pick her, somebody who wasn't even in the, right? Was an adulteress, inside, right? He would pick her. He would pick Ruth, who a Moabite woman, right? Her people came out of Lot's incest with his daughter. These people were the most debased people the world has ever known. And these were the women that God chose. And if you were to have a conversation with these three women, they would say to you and I that it is not where you came from but it's where God has taken you in this lifetime come on it's not who you are but it's who you are in Christ Jesus right it's not about who who birthed you how many people know it's about who created you that's what matters in this lifetime We get all tied up about who's in my past and what I've done in my past and the junk in my past and all the garbage back here. And God says it does not matter what was behind you. It matters who's in you and what's up ahead of you. That Christ Jesus is on the inside of you. And the only limits of this lifetime are the limits you put on yourself. And Rahab, in a moment's notice, see this could be a moment for somebody out there that's listening today, right? She had a decision and her decision in a moment she chose God and God's people. He chose, she chose to rescue the the, the, the spies from the Israelites. And not was just her saved, but it saved her family. And it put her on the path of being in the genealogy of, of, of David, of Boaz, of David, of Jesus Christ. In one moment, she changed the course of generations to come. How many people know that? In one moment, anyone in this room, anybody listening, you can change not just for you, but generations to come. Come on, your decision doesn't... Have, your U-turn doesn't affect just you. My mom in 1972 did a U-turn for Jesus Christ. And it wasn't just her, but it changed my dad's uh, direction. It changed me and Jason's direction. It changed her gajillion grandchildren and now great-grandchildren's direction. That a decision that was made... And it wasn't just getting saved for my mom. Because a lot of people get saved. But my mom had the mentality that if it's in the Bible, I'm going to do it. I'm going to live God's word. Me and my, as for me and my house. That was my mom. We will serve the Lord. We were in church every weekend. We did, if it was in the Bible, we did it. And that made a difference. In where her family, her lineage, her legacy is today. And you could decide that any time. You can start it when you're 80. It doesn't matter. You've got 30 amazing years left on the earth. There's never one point in this lifetime that you can't choose to do a U-turn. Bathsheba is the same thing. She would say to you and I that her worst mistake, God used it. Used it to touch generations to come. He turned her bad decision into Solomon, the smartest man ever to walk the face of the earth. That her bad decision was used and catapulted her legacy to go for generations to come. The same thing for you. That God can use that abuse, that addiction, that brokenness, those bad decisions you made in your past. God can use those to catapult you into the purpose and the destiny, the life-changing destiny that God has for your life. In one moment, Ruth, Could have chose, as her sister-in-law did, she was at a crossroads of life. She could have gone just back to her people, taken the easy way, right? Don't have to take care of anybody. It's just about me, right? It's about my life. You know, I've already had a hard life. And so I'm just going to go back to what I know. See, we get that every day, don't we? Well, we can go back to what we know and what was easy and the old way that seemed to limit our life. Or we can do a Ruth moment where she chose to love her mother-in-law and to give her life to making her mother-in-law's life you know love is a turn in the right direction she chose love she chose God she said your people will be my people your God will be my God in one moment she did a U-turn and changed the course not of just her life again but of legacy, of generation after generation. She met her Boaz. How people know that the, if you're looking for the man of your dreams, he ain't out in the world some way. He's in the direction of God's house is where he's at. That's where he is at. She met her Boaz in that. See, it was love and giving to other people that she made a U-turn from what she wanted to what God needed to do in her life. And you and I are at a crossroad. You can choose. Right? You can choose the world's way, or you can root it, and you can turn to God's way. You can turn to the world's culture and the world's system and what CNN Fox says that you need to do, or you can turn to the Word of God and say, this is what God does. Right? You can turn to the precepts and the ideals and the false philosophies that the world says are true, or you can say, wait those gods doesn't change like theirs changes on a daily basis what god said 2000 years ago 3000 years ago is still relevant today he is an unchanging god love still works Hard work is still important. Honoring your parents is still a principle to live by. That giving my best in whatever I do. To think on the things that are good and holy. To capture my thoughts. To let the past be in the past. That if I do God's way. I can turn from depression. To the joy of the Lord. I can turn from stress and worry. And I can turn to the peace. That surpasses my understanding. I can turn from the brokenness. And the abuse of my past. To the healing presence. Of my Savior. I can turn from a world. That tries to overcome me. To a God that says I can overcome. You choose. You choose. I choose to be like Ruth and Rahab and Bathsheba and allowing God to take my worst things I've done in my life and turn it into the best things that he'll turn your mourning into gladness he'll take, he'll take your things that are broken and he'll put them back together stronger than they were before but you have to turn it's a U-turn a U-turn into all of God's best bow your heads, close your eyes if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity you can have that U-turn moment, it doesn't just affect you it affects generations to come that wow pastor I mean what do I got to do to to get saved I mean how many hoops I have to jump through I've got a lot of junk Bible says God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life so it's a whosoever all you have to do is believe Jesus died on the cross raised from the dead there you go Well, I can just keep living the way I did. Well, it doesn't produce a great life down here on earth. If you want a kingdom life, then you have to apply kingdom principles. You to start doing things God's way. When you get saved, you get the Jesus line. In the Jesus line, we love, we're kind, we're giving, we go to church, that's what we do. It doesn't affect eternity, but it affects what I experience on earth, right? And so let's say a prayer out loud. Get your eternity secured, then we can work on all the other stuff. Everybody say this out loud with me, please, so nobody's embarrassed. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior. I believe Jesus died on the cross for all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Introduced to you, Living Word Virtual Church Community. Each week, we come together during the live stream, chatting with each other through live comment sections. Then, during the week, our virtual church community reconnects in online share groups to discuss the weekend service and study the Word. To sign up, visit the Living Word virtual church community page on our website. We'll see you there.